B-Pod Studios. Today on Talking Rock with Meltdown. This is a busy Talking Rock with Meltdown podcast, and it all starts off with the legendary White Snake singer David Coverdale. We cover numerous topics, including his friend Glenn Hughes. Love him dearly. You know, we started this thing, uh, deep started together. We've always stayed in touch through thick and thin. Uh, he's my soul brother. David's calling in to talk about the White Snake Rock album, which is a 16-track collection spotlighting revisited, remixed, and remastered versions of the band's best rock songs. That's going to be released on June 19th. He talks a lot about it, including the fact that now he's got a bunch of great singers in the band. I've got four guys who are capable of being lead singers, but in the early days, I usually had drunken sailors. I did talk to him about his presence on social media, especially Twitter. And he did drop this on me. Could David Coverdale be retiring? And what better age for what for the White Snake lead singer to go out and retire on it? 69. <laughs> and then we switch to the singer of Rival Sons, Jay Buchanan. As I did an Instagram live with him the other day, he did talk about writing some new music for Rival Sons. I'm singing like crazy here at home, and I'm working on our next record, you know, Scott holiday my partner he and i are trading ideas back and forth every day we even put jay to work and had him sing a little bit for us my love is stronger than yours it's stronger than yours it's stronger than yours this is talking rock talking rock your backstage pass to some of your favorite rock artists here's your host meltdown this is another fun one, Talking Rock with Meltdown. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, two of my favorite uh, frontmen in rock and roll, David Coverdale. I mean, the guy is just a freaking legend. Uh, we'll talk to him first coming up here in just a minute. And also, uh, J.B. Cannon from Rival Sons. This band's really taken the uh, rock world by storm in the last uh, five years. Just seeing him live, unbelievable. He actually sings a little bit, which I'll talk about because it was kind of a, a funny moment in the uh, interview. I'll tell you guys about that coming up here in uh, just a bit. Hey, real fast, a little housekeeping. If you like this podcast, please give it a five-star rating on uh, iTunes and Apple and the whole thing and share it with your friends. And, of course, uh, subscribe because uh, we just keep on pounding out these uh, rock and roll interviews, and we hope that you guys uh, dig this. In the meantime, the uh, new stuff from, uh, well, I shouldn't say new stuff, the reissued stuff from White Snake comes out on uh, June 19th. And whenever I get an email to talk to uh, David, I always say yes, because he's one of my favorite people to uh, talk to. He's got such a great sense of humor, and he's just uh, such a class act. And uh, they sent me this uh, email, and they're like, hey, listen, here's some of the tracks. Uh, listen to them, because uh, before the interview uh, with David, I'm looking at him, like, you know, slide it in, and, you know, the, the usual White Snake songs. I'm like, hmm, okay. So I got in the workout this morning, put my earbuds in and cranked it up and yes these things are remixed remastered and david will talk about that as well like even in the the beginning clip there was slided in underneath the uh, opening intro it was uh it's definitely remixed you can kind of hear it a little bit better in stereo uh but you'll get the picture on june 19th when it comes and you'll hear definitely some uh, different things here and there as far as your familiar white snake songs in the meantime, I was connected with uh, David Coverdale, the legend that he is, and here he is today on the Talk and Rock with Meltdown podcast. Oh, my God. Are you a Marvel comic supervillain? <laughs> <laughs> That's what my wife tells me all the time. So, Oh, bless her heart. That's right. Bless her heart. I hope no, 
Well, now, well, both of us seem to be surviving the domestic bliss of lockdown. Um, and thoroughly anticipating a sharp Ginzu night in between the shoulder blades. So I'm being on my best behavior. <laughs> well, that makes uh, two of us. Um, so, uh, hey, great to hear your voice again. By the way, my friend uh, Shakes says his, uh, sends his best. Oh, bless your heart. Bless your heart. I tell you, man, you guys mean a, a world to me. You've always been supportive. And if you remember... Uh, Detroit was the first place I ever played in America with Deep Purple. Is that in right? In 1974. Yeah, I played two nights at Cobo Hall, uh, which, I, uh, yeah, it was, I, I'm not even sure if it's still there. Did it turn into the Joe Louis Arena? I'm not sure. And no, Joe but Lewis Cobo is, Hall, yeah, yeah, Joe Lewis was something different, but yeah, Cobo is still there. They just kind of revamped it and all this stuff. And uh, yeah, boy, you know, that reminds me, I just saw Glenn Hughes not that long ago, and he, man, he is playing better than ever and sounds better than ever. Have you seen oh, yeah. him recently? Well, yeah, we stay in touch all the time. We're the Unrighteous Brothers. Right. Uh, we've out of, you know, I stay in touch with Richie, God bless him. And uh, I'm recently celebrating a birthday. But Glenn and I are in touch almost daily. Um, love him dearly. You know, we started this thing, uh, Deep Purple, together. We've always stayed in touch through thick and thin. Uh, he's my soul brother. And uh, I adore him and wish him nothing but good. Yeah, he was fantastic when I saw him about a year and a half ago. Just uh, really, really good. Uh, so you got this uh, The Rock yeah, yeah. collection coming out on uh, June 19th, and I, I was working out to yeah. the tracks they sent me, and it was like trying to – it was like a, a Where's Waldo. I had to try to find some of the different things you guys did for some of the songs, like slide it in. I, uh-huh. I, noticed, a little, I noticed a little guitar reverb, a different solo on there. The ending's a little different for slide it in. Um, slow and easy had, I think, some extra solo stuff, a little bit of a different tone of the solos as well. Uh, extra yeah. vocal stuff, I should say. So, yeah, tell us about uh, some of, the, some of the, the tweaks you made on some of these songs. Yeah, well, when we revisited it, you must remember, I just signed with Geffen Records in the U.S., and I'd been with EMI. I was the longest surviving artist on EMI once the Beatles went their separate ways and several classical artists passed. But um, so they trusted me to get on with it, et cetera, et cetera. But I was making sonically what people would refer to as European records. You know, things have changed now. It's, it's very universal how people uh, work in the studio. But for American FM radio, it was, um, they sounded a little bit muddy. Mm-hmm. So the mixes I was doing in Europe and sending to uh, Los Angeles, the Geffen offices, we weren't getting any response. So I said to, to my old friend Martin Birch, who was working with me, I said, you know, they're going to want to remix. You know that, don't you? He said, yeah, do what you have to do. No worries. It won't affect our friendship. And they did. They wanted to remix. Uh, and when Cozy Powell and I first heard the remix, and I said, look, if you're going to remix, I've got a new hotshot guitar player called John Sykes. I want him on the record. And my old bass player, Neil Murray's rejoined. I want him on the record. So we had two different albums on either side of the pond. So when Chris Collier and I remixed it, we tied in all of those performances where we felt they'd embellish the song or enhance the song. So, yeah, it's a hybrid of, of whatever was on tape. Mm. And I, I'm thrilled, utterly thrilled with it. And when we released the box set, I think last year, the 35th anniversary, or was it last year or whatever, people who are very familiar with the album couldn't believe the clarity of it and that they 
were raving that John Lord, God rest his soul. You know, I lost half the, the band out down. You know, I lost yeah. Mel Galley, uh, Cozy Powell, and John Lord in a very short space of time. Enormous uh, loss. But, but when you look at it, 50% of that band has passed. It was just... Mm weird but they were so alive in the sessions when we were i was going oh my god that's john and me talking in between tracks it was just touching and you know there's no way i would have done a throwaway mix it's really done with care and love and to bring it up to you know to sonic standards of uh, to, to be on satellite radio or on your car radio your headphones you know music to me has always been if, it, if I like it, I stick it in my pocket and take it with me. I put it in my iPhone. That's how I work out. You know, I don't know how you do it, you know. Um, but uh, uh, I'm a big headphone guy. I love all uh, the trickery. You can hear stereo uh, stuff. And But, yeah, it was a labor of love, and we've done that. I was so excited with working with this new hotshot, Chris Collier. I went, bugger it. Let's do these other albums and, and, and get it all into... You know, a fresh coat of paint, in other words. Yeah. When uh, I, and I'm thrilled with what we have. Yeah, when I was listening to it in my headphones, I, I heard some uh, little things here and there, like maybe some uh, a couple extra little vocal things. And it seemed to me like some of the vocals were a little bit layered in parts where I don't really recall that in the past. Uh, I don't. I'm, I'm usually just a single, unless it's a chorus or whatever. It's only recently I've had amazing singers with me, for instance, the current band. I've got four guys who are capable of being lead singers. But in the early days, I usually had drunken sailors. <laughs> um, so I would, I would layer my voice and do harmonies and stuff on there. But most of the time, my voice is thick enough to be able to handle uh, being on its own, you know, and, and compression. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm utterly thrilled with it. There's some stuff I'm excited, certainly, for our American brothers and sisters to hear that, that weren't released here. An album called Restless Heart. There's songs on there called uh, uh, Can't, uh, Can't Stop Now, Anything You Want, Restless Heart. It's a teaser album of things to come, no doubt. Mm. You know, um, we've, I don't know how aware, but the last couple of years I've been working with Warner Brothers Rhino Records, and we put out four really successful, critically acclaimed box sets. Um, which feature CDs called Evolutions, where you hear basic little ideas, what grew into Slide It In, what grew into Still of the Night, what grew into Is This Love. Um, and, and that's one of the most popular features. So we have all of these things lined up for the next five years. And I said, well, instead of box sets all the time, let's do some compilation albums to give people an idea, like a taste of things to come from the Red, White and Blues trilogy. So... This rock album is taken, the songs are taken from maybe, I think, seven albums over 35 years and all remixed to be, and some of them embellished. The rest of hard songs, I brought my dear friend uh, and guitar player Joel Holster in, uh, an amazing keyboard player called Derek Sherinian, yep. who, it, you know, is a super, I don't know whether you know him, is a super musician. Yeah, for Sons of Apollo, yeah. I'm listening to him, I'm, Oh, my God. Yes, yes. And I'm listening to him. I'm thinking, oh, my God. It's, he's like the son of John Lord. It's breathtaking. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, so that came back. It brought, it brought an identity like of early white snake hybriding into modern. It was really cool. 
<laughs> no, it sounds fantastic. Two quick things here for you, and then we'll cut you loose. I know that uh, my yeah. time is running out. But uh, real fast, you just mentioned your voice and how strong it is. And over the beginning of Always the Same, that struck me super because it's like there's only this guitar playing, and your voice is so strong yeah. at the beginning of that song. Well, that's very much like, you know, it was from the Flesh and Blood sessions, the last studio album yeah. we made. And I was thrilled. I, I had a track that I could feature on here to bring bring it up to date with now. And uh, and people have had a great response to it. It's a very White Snake song, that soft vocal and then the big rock band coming in. Yeah. That's very similar to who we are, uh, part of the identity of White Snake. Um, and, I, and I think both Red, Red Beach does the first solo, then Joel Host takes over and plays it out from there. It's... Uh, yeah, I'm very pleased with it. It's getting an amazing response so far on social media. And really, uh, there's a lot of people talking now, is it insensitive to release music? Are you kidding? I'm buying music and movies every day. Mm. These are songs to keep you company in lockdown. You know, help put the headphones on and do the vacuuming. That's what I do. <laughs> hey, uh, last last thing here for you, since you just uh, you just yeah. brought it up. Um, uh, you know, I said I told my boss and my brother I was going to be talking to you. I always love talking to you so much, and uh, both of them said Sweet. the same thing. He's got the best Twitter. So my question to you is: Will you follow me on Twitter? <laughs> oh no, 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 no! I made you know I made a deal. I wasn't going to do that because I was very involved with WhiteSnake.com <laughs> and a thing called BBS, where I interacted with people like Q and A's pretty, right. pretty much daily. But once I started working again uh, as, as a touring artist, that became relatively impossible. And it was Doug Aldridge, God bless him, who turned around and said, DC, your sense of humor, you do great on Twitter. <laughs> well, the very word reminds me of my youth when my father would say, well, you stop Twittering on, <laughs> you know. And it's really easy for me to do just from my phone when I get on a plane, just about to take off a Warsaw, just about, to, hey, how are you doing? Video postcards from the road. To make people informed, entertained, engaged, uh, and, and it's just building. And during this dark time, we're adding thousands of people to our social media, so we must be doing something right. You know, it's, uh, uh, but I, I said years ago I was going to build it up to, I think, 100,000. I won my bet, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I collected the money. But I had so much fun with it, and I think we're at 226,000 just on Twitter, but we're a lot of people on Facebook and Instagram. Um, so, you know, it's a big outreach for us. Uh, and it keeps, it keeps it more, I call everyone my cyber chums, but I, made, made my, I work all the time. I pretty much run Whitesnake with a business team. So following people, whenever I look at my phone, it's something important. You know, and tell Joe Elliott to stop sending me filthy memes. I can't post them. <laughs> I'm only goofing you on the following me. That's it, but it's great, Mel. Your Twitter's awesome. It's uh, it's the best as far as I'm concerned of any rock star out there. So uh, keep up the great work. And uh, oh, bless your heart. And uh, hopefully we'll see you here in Detroit and on tour sometime this year. We'll, we'll uh, keep our oh. friend, fingers crossed. Uh, well, everything. I, I'm always an optimist about that. I have a feeling this is going to be going to take a little while to get things back to any semblance of what we we knew before so what we have to do is think outside the box meltdown i have to get this surgery and get up and running and what better age for what for the white snake lead singer to go out and retire on it 69 <laughs> that's gonna be it you're gonna retire that's it you're gonna be done 
Well, if I can get out there. I mean, these songs, I've always written songs that challenge me as a vocalist. And I'm 68 now. But I think 69 would be appropriate right. for White Snake's lead singer, wouldn't you? <laughs> of I can't course. wait to design the T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, David, thank you so much for the time. Good luck with, uh, with, the, with the reissues and everything oh, else you have going thank on. Thank you. Just stay safe and well out there. You know, my love to you and yours and your listeners, you know. It's a really, it's a challenging time, but I have every confidence, you know, we'll come out of this cocoon as the butterflies we truly are. There you go. David, thank you so much, my friend. Be safe. And you, sir. God bless your heart. Bye-bye. Up next is Jamie Cannon from the Rival Sons. A lot of bands in this uh, quarantine lockdown time have been doing these Instagram live interviews, which is uh, really cool. Because you get a chance to uh, see, you know, them in, at their houses and, and different things like that. And uh, what you do, uh, pretty much from my standpoint, is you uh, start your Instagram Live maybe three or four minutes before your scheduled time uh, to kind of, you know, build up some followers. And then the, uh, the artist will ask to uh, join in, and then you click on it and the whole thing. So uh, this interview was great. And uh, the record company actually called me. This is a little inside baseball. They called me about an hour beforehand, and they said, hey, listen. Uh, Jay, we'll sing, you know, some of shooting stars, you know, so, so ask him about it. And then if you want, you can just, you know, leave the screen or put your logo up there or whatever. This is what the record company is telling me. Okay. And I'm like, okay. They're like, yeah, you know, if you don't want to, you know, be looked at while he's singing and you're just, you know, sitting there doing nothing. I'm like, okay, fair enough. So anyways, you'll find that I did move out of the screen and kind of turn things over to Jay. Well, he didn't want me to do that. (laughs) And as this happened. I got a text from record company saying, whoops, apparently he didn't want you to leave the screen. So it's a kind of a funny moment and a lighthearted moment. Actually, this whole interview is lighthearted. It's really great. Jay is awesome. Uh, and it's the, the sound is a little bit funky because we're on this, you know, uh, Instagram connection. So I'm a little bit in the background and Jay's a little bit more up front. It's funny because I have this, you know, I, my voice actually is pretty loud. And so sometimes when I'm doing some of these interviews, I'll tend to back off the mic and then I'm backed off too far and sometimes the artists you know really get on the mic so that kind of happens here but you get the picture and it's a really fun conversation and i hope you guys dig this jay buchanan from the rival sons on talking rock meltdown what's going on how you doing man i'm doing really good oh i guess coffee as as usual i'm too short here let's try that oh there we go perfect (laughs) so get closer closer to the camera man it's okay I'm trying. I, I thought I had it uh, figured out. Uh, I've never done this before. You've done a few of these so far, right? I this is uh, this is pretty new for me. I've done a few of them, yeah. But I, I've never done one in the middle of a lockdown, quarantine, COVID nineteen right. pandemic. <laughs> this was the first time. I was talking with Dave Ellison the other day, and I read a blog that said something along the lines of that even though we're kind of social distancing and we're kind of farther apart, now you guys are doing stuff like this and kind of welcoming people into into your homes and to see you and your family. So in a, in a weird way, we're kind of closer together than we've ever been. I completely agree uh, with that. I think that because of, I think that people are being forced to rethink a lot of what they're doing right now, you know, with their, just in their daily life. And I think that because they, we have to have our, it's an imposed um, social distancing. Um, people are locked out in their homes. I think it's make it's helping all of us to realize the value of communication with, with our friends and with people that we love. Yeah, 
and especially though know, with uh, with sometimes with the celebrities and stuff you know back in the day when i was a kid you read a magazine that might have been a month old now with the internet you see a little bit stuff a little bit closer but now we're seeing stuff right now as it happens in your home right here to all the the fans of the riff and their rival sons yeah yeah it's pretty wild uh it feels like we're living in a comic book right now this is crazy times is there something going on behind you <laughs> oh no I'm just thinking of, you know, looking at the news every day and, you know, everything, just the conversations that you catch yourself having with people and the things that you talk about. Things like, I mean, uh, when has toilet pepper, paper ever been a, a topic of conversation? You know right, what I mean? Right, right, yep. Yeah, it's I, pretty crazy. And sanitary wipes and N95 masks and, yeah. you know. Yeah, the word wild. social distancing wasn't even a thing at the beginning of the year, and here we are. So, yeah, it's, that's uh, right. It's, it's pretty wild. Hey, you know, last time you guys were here, I don't know if you met him or not, but uh, Sisto Rodriguez was at the show. And for anyone that hasn't seen that documentary, um, Searching for Sugar Man, did you get to oh, yeah. meet him? Yes, yes, I did. You met yeah, him he in, was uh, very, in Detroit here. Yeah, he was very sweet, and he was there with his family, and we chatted for a few minutes. Um, after uh, after the show he was there and uh it was great i was talking talking to uh, him with uh goodness i was sitting there with robert DeLeo and uh, you know some of the guys from stone temple pilots we we're all hanging out back there yeah that was the uh, last outdoor concert i saw and i don't know when the next time i'm gonna see another outdoor concert yeah yeah i'm looking forward to definitely looking forward to getting back out there and um and performing. I mean, I'm, I'm singing like crazy here at home and I'm working on our next record, you know, Scott Holiday, my partner, he and I are trading ideas back and forth uh, every day. So we're hard at work with the writing for this next record so that we have something to do, staying very active, but there's nothing like that interaction of playing live and feeling all of that energy and being in a space together you know, with those thousands of people. Um, I'm really looking forward to getting back to that. So how much into the writing process have you begun? Or are you just kind of just starting to tiptoe through it now? Uh, well, I think that, um, I think that no matter how far you get, you can have completed, I, you could, you know, if you complete one song, say, you're going to be, you got, have to start working on another song. So for me, I tend to have, uh, you know, a couple dozen different pots on the stove and it's the same way with Scott. So we're, we're fielding different ideas and uh, you know, some things are more in fo focus and other things are coming into focus. So I think that we're kind of right in the middle of it right now. Now I'm not just going to say this just to blow smoke, but I've said it on the radio. Uh, Feral Roots is one of my favorite records of 2019. It's so good, man. You have to be so proud of that record. I am proud of that record and I know the band is too. You know, we got a lot of recognition uh, from the Feral Roots album, and it proved to be a really exciting album to play live. Mm. You know, we're supposed to be on, supposed to be on the road right now, um, but we were um, this entire last year playing in the majority of our set every night with all of the tours that we we did uh, through this last album cycle. The majority of the set was from Feral Roots. Yeah. So I think that's the first time that we've done that. Uh, but we liked the record so much that we wanted to play it live. You know, we're very fortunate to be able to 
say that we have, you know, that's our seventh studio album. So we have a lot of material to choose from and fans are definitely vocal about what they want to hear, but we tend to serve ourselves first and then, you know, and then the, the audience goes. But um, so, yeah, we played a lot of songs from Feral Roots and it was really exciting to do yeah. that. And to close out the uh, set, I think right here in Detroit, you closed out with uh, Shooting Stars, which wasn't even a single. Right. And that was mm-hmm. um, that was kind of a ballsy move, I, I, to, 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 for lack of a better term. But it was really cool how it ended the show. And, of course, ends the record, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a fun song to sing, too. I mean, you know, I feel good when I, when I sing that song. And when we play it live, um, you know, we, we have a lot of material. And through any given night, you know, you're going through so many different uh perspectives you know with each song because i'm i'm up there i'm singing and i'm singing these words and um i'm not an actor you know i'm not just reciting lines and like oh whatever you know this is the part that i'm playing now it's like those most of those songs really mean something to me and i try to write lyrics that reflect my heart's uh, contents um but you can't always do that sometimes you just need to shake your ass but um so it feels better to sing songs that resonate with me personally and and that make me feel good when i'm singing them as well as the guys in the band you know playing them because if you're you know if you're singing about too many negative things or things that bring you down or hard memories or different things like that you're doing that every night that's really a mantra you know and it's kind of like you know how you have that one friend that's just a downer like you have a couple of beers and it always ends up going back to his divorce, you know, like, Oh, there's Jim. Oh, He's going to get drunk and talk about how much he misses his ex-wife or something. It's oh, he always does that. But it's, it's like when people, when a person gets trapped in that perspective, um, you know, that's a, that's a hard way to go. But, and artistically, you know, artists, they tend to gravitate toward um, negativity a lot of the time because it's such a real emotion. It's such a real thing, you know, whereas happiness seems like it can be fleeting, but then it just gets like blown away, like, you know, like the sand or whatever. But um, that song, Shooting Stars, always makes me feel good. Well, would you mind doing a little bit of it for us right now or what? If I moved out of the way and let people have you take over and sing? Sure. <laughs> let me see here. Let me grab a guitar. Let me All see right, you guys. Let me see what you can I remember asking Lars from Metallica one time, do the end of Sandwich Crew on his drum kit, and he looked at me perplexed and said, okay. And he went behind the drum kit and did it, so. Yeah. Let's see here. All right, let's turn things over to you, Jay. Take it over. Oh, yeah. All right. So, uh, Shooting Stars. This is, um, I don't know. Things are crazy. And this is a song that makes me um, think about things that I like. So, here we go. It's stronger than yours. It's stronger than yours. My love is stronger than yours. Mel, now where did you go, man? What? I'm right here, man. Listen. <laughs> they, they, I'm, they I'm playing they... for you. Oh, you want me to sing? Too? I'm not singing. Yeah, you come on, sing with me. <laughs> oh, come man, on you now. Ru- you don't want to oh, ruin it's okay. You can ask me to sing, but I can't ask you. <laughs> come on you can now. Ask me to talk. I'm on the radio. You're a singer. My love 
is stronger than yours. It's stronger than yours. It's stronger than yours. My love is stronger than yours. Hate will ever be. My faith is deeper than yours. It's deeper than yours. It's deeper than yours. My faith is deeper than yours. Doubt will ever be. We move through the world like a shooting stars across the sky. Splitting through the darkness, putting the light into their eyes. Oh, 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 oh. Are you going to sing the next nice. verse or what? Nice job, dude. Excellent. <laughs> Hey, people texting me and people commenting on here how good that was and everything. So um, final thing here for you. I know you got other interviews coming up here. Uh, what what kind of advice or what kind of things do you want to say to the fans right now in this you know strange time? Oh, well, I'm just a songwriter. Um, and, uh, you know, I play in a band, so I'm not an authority uh, on telling you it. You know, I don't know how to deal with this stuff. I don't think anybody really knows how to deal with it because we're dealing with so many um, uncertainties, so many variables. Uh, just be good. I think that right now in a crisis, and we're in a crisis, I think that a crisis is, is it's supposed to bring out the best or at the very least bring out Bring out your true essence. It's supposed to show you who you really are. So take the opportunity. I would implore people to take the opportunity to sharpen your sword of kindness. And I know that's a weird statement, you know, but sharpen yourself against this obstacle and take the opportunity to, to go deeper within and, and decide for yourself what is important and what's truly, you know, superfluous in your life. Call the ones that you love. Check in on, on your elders. Check in on your family, on your friends. And in a strange way, people are communicating a little bit more now. And as we're socially distancing, I think that people are getting closer and reaching out to each other in a new way. So just that regular old thing of like, keep your head up, you know, and, um, and keep on swinging and <laughs> keep, keep, your, keep your head up and keep on swinging. But I mean, just maintain, you know, do whatever you got to do, read more books or just take the opportunity to make yourself feel better, you know? And if that means taking a nap, take a nap. It's okay. You don't have to like write the next great novel or the next song or whatever. If you feel tired, just take a nap. Feel hungry, you know, eat a little something, but just be good to yourself and be patient with yourself. And, and sharpen your sword of kindness. That sounds like a record title if I ever heard one or a song title. The Sword of Kindness. Hey, Jay, thank you so much for the time, man. Continue thank you so much, Mel. We'll see you next time on your buddy. weekend. Uh, kind of hang out together.
All right, everybody take care out there. There you have it. Two lead singers for the price of one right here on the Talking Rock with Meltdown Podcast. Hope you guys uh, dug that. And uh, by the way, if you're not following our radio station on Instagram, it's uh, 101 WRIF if you're around the world. I know we've got Instagram Live uh, interviews coming up next week with uh, the guys from Highly Suspect, uh, Theory of a Dead Man as well, and maybe more to come uh, in the uh, future. So uh, find that and check it out. I'm on the web at Meltdown WRIF. My Instagram handle, ironically enough, is WRIF Meltdown. So if you want to follow me on there, uh, please uh, do so. I would appreciate that. And, of course, uh, five-star ratings on iTunes and Apple and uh, write reviews and the whole thing, and that's always appreciated as well. But most importantly, thank you guys so much for listening. Like I said before at the uh, onset, I've got some uh, great interviews uh, coming up and scheduled for next week uh, that we should be getting into here. Um, Coming up, you know, like I said, early next week. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that. But um, subscribe so you don't miss any of the interviews. And thank you, as always, for listening.